0: Hi, I'm Josh Smith and welcome back to my podcast, Make It Rain. I'm a journalist and presenter and I've been lucky enough to sit down and have unfiltered conversations with some truly incredible people. I know from my own experiences how powerful talking and crucially listening to others is, something you have heard about in this very podcast. And without a doubt, my life has been changed by the people I've met. I'm so excited that you are back to join me each week to meet amazing queens who've overcome challenges in their own lives. They're open up about their journey they've been on to harness their power and wear their crowns with pride. I really hope you'll feel empowered to own your own story and make it rain in your own lives too. In this episode of Make It Rain, we are joined by the Radio 1 presenter and podcast host of This City, who sizzled in sequins on Strictly Come Dancing, it's Clara Amfo. Clara joined Radio 1 in 2015 and has gone on to host the iconic Live Lounge and done everything from interview Taylor Swift to pop round Justin Bieber's house to play basketball. And since this episode was recorded, it's been announced that Clara is about to step into Animax Headphones to present Radio 1's future sound show from September. Here, Clara opens up about finding her voice, the grief she continues to experience after the death of her father, and why it is in fact more than okay to be single. There are so many amazing words about protecting the relationship you have with yourself above anything else. And I hope you feel just as empowered as I did after this chat. So crowns at the ready. Well, hello, babe, how are you?
1: I'm a lot of things. I'm a little bit, a little bit hot because I I power walked um, home to start this on time with you." And then I was like, oh shit, I'm running late. It's like, let me just get in a taxi, stuck in traffic for like 25 minutes, but it's okay, we're here. <laughs> we're gonna have a lovely time.
0: Can we just discuss how I feel like we're both this similar person who tries to pack about 6,000 things into the day. And cause we're dead positive, I think we think, oh, we're getting all done, boys, we'll be on time. And Absolutely it's always like not. a shock to our system when we're late for everything. <laughs>
1: No, no, that, no, that, that really is me. I feel seen. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate uh, finding a fellowship with you in that. Like, yeah, I think my my kind of, for one a better phrase, like my task eyes are bigger than my belly. I'm like, yeah, I can do that, 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 and that in like three hours. No, you can't. Sometimes I can. I think those moments that I that I've been able to do things like that, I've clung onto that. And, and thought you know the, the magic can or well, lightning can strike twice and it it doesn't
0: <laughs> it never does but we're literally clinging on for hope every single time. Well, babes, speaking of shining your light, her knee Before we go any further, come on, Barbie, let's go, Harley. <laughs>
1: right now, our yes. I positioned her in my flat, and she's um, her legs are like hanging over this little shelf uh, that my decks are on. i can see her little trainers and yeah but barbie's having a nice time Well, clarby that's what she's called little clarby oh
0: i love clarby how's it feel to have your own barbie doll walk me through the feelings
1: very surreal um very healing and just and honestly it's just it's just cool like it's um you know there's certain things that just don't leave us from childhood you know whether that's positive things negative things and I think you know to to have a doll that I could like hold in my hand like you know how you do that 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 weird walk that you do with dolls you like bounce them around it's like no one actually walks <laughs> like that you're just like here you go <laughs> to have a doll in my house that looks like me that I could do that with, like it's it's a fab like it's um I still can't, can't quite believe it, you know, and I think with me, I've definitely accepted that it takes about a year or two for things to sink in. I can, I can still enjoy things in the moment, but then I really, really get the, the gist of things about a year later. I've, I've really come to, come to learn that for sure. And I think Barbie, I am still a bit like, oh yeah, okay. And then I I, I guarantee on this day in 2022, I'm going to be like, oh my god.
0: Have you been dusting the Barbie down and having a little play with it, babes? It sounds like you've been, she like skipping around the flat with it. I
1: mean, you know, she's been to the one show with me. She's been to Radio <laughs> One with me. Um, she's lived in in a handbag for a, for a, for a couple of hours on a, on a, on a, I say on a night out. <laughs> Not been going anywhere, but like when travelling to the night to the one show, so I guess that was a night out. She's you know she's travelled. She's lived. Well, no, she 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 was made in America, so she's transatlantic. She's
0: been about, babes. Oh, honey. She's been traveling more than us. But she- this Barbie gets about.
1: <laughs> she, Yeah, she, ha- she had a place in LA. Then she relocated to the UK. And then
0: <laughs> well, I really love that you said you found um, it healing having um, your Barbie doll. Why do you feel it's been healing for you in a way?
1: Um, just because, like, really not sort of, didn't have a doll that looked like me growing up, you know, and... Mm. and and you know the the thing about childhood and the thing about you know just we're well, just growing up in general childhood through to adolescence even through to being an alleged adult, um, there is there is always this persistent feeling to to want to fit in, and that isn't necessarily a bad thing because uh, the basis of fitting in is acceptance, isn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. We, we all want to be accepted for who we are but then at the same time, acceptance is based on what we are presented with and the images that we receive. And when you are not, you know, the default person in your society or at, in your neighborhood, you, you think, oh, hang on a minute, where's there space for me? And there, and there wasn't, like, you know, I go to, yeah. to go to the toy shop and all the dolls were white and blonde. I was like, cool, I guess that's not me then. So to get a doll in my image, yeah, it's healing absolutely because when when you grow up and you don't see yourself reflected, it instantly makes you feel othered, and that doesn't and that doesn't make you feel good about yourself. So it was really edifying, and 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 yeah, like, again I say healing to to get the honour of of being made into a Barbie.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is incredible, and I think it's so important that we talk about representation because it is so important that we're doing it. And it needs to happen. it's needed to happen since the dawn of time. And so it feels like one of those frustrating conversations in a way. Because when you talk about representation, it's kind of like, well, this should have been happening since forever. Like, why does it feel like it has to happen now on this day and this time? And I think we always talk about representation whenever I do interviews. It's always, do you, do you, how represented did you feel when you were younger? But sitting here today, how represented do you feel as an adult? in this society we live in
1: there's absolutely more work to be done um you know my lived experience as 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 young black woman in this in in this country um and you know in our, and in our wider society western society um in so in some ways that that you know the representation has ever been has never been so good but that's not saying that mm. there isn't work that needs to be done you know I you know I love the fact that I can you know go onto my favourite streaming service for example and see like Issa Rae and watch Insecure which is a TV show that is you know show run by a black woman um, just living a life in LA Michaela I may destroy story the fact that Michaela gets to exist in the space that she does the fact that someone like Issa Rae gets to exist in the space that that that, that they do the fact that I get I get to do like this there's, there's never been a better time but at the same time. There's still so much to do, you know? Mm. Because
0: it it comes to this point where it's frustrating that we're not in a place of presentation in society. Like that's where we need to get to. But there's still so much work to be done, isn't there?
1: Yeah, and what and what I really hope for is that we get away from celebrating firsts because we've mm. we've been tricked into thinking that that's a really positive thing and it's a really groundbreaking thing and you know obviously there's no it's everything but it sh- we we shouldn't be at a point now it's like this person was the first black person to do this or this person was the first queer person to do this or this person was the first person with a disability to 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 do this because the the gag is and the truth is is that the playing field should have been level from day one you know Mm. (laughs) everybody should have had a had a chance to start and do things at the same time but because because there wasn't that's where that chasm was created it's like and this person was the first person to do that you know and and that's the and that's the tricky part and and i and i want it to get to a point where seeing lots of different types of people is completely normalized so we can stop saying oh did you know this was the first person to do that it's just like this is Mm. what it is that, that's what I
0: look forward to. And it comes with so much pressure with being the first. Like I was talking to Awkwafina the other day about this and I was saying, how much pressure did it feel to be the first person of Asian descent to win a Golden Globe in leading actress category? And she's like, you kind of just don't want to be the first. Like there's so much pressure that comes attached to that title. Have you felt pressure in your position?
1: A little bit, yeah. You know, it's... um." But I've been quite good at sort of um, talking myself down from it because I've seen it with other people. I'm just like, you know what, I'm, I, re- I refuse to let that be my feeling. I'm not saying that I don't feel it, but I, I have really come to a place of being like, you know what, you're just one person. You're just one person. Um, there are lots of people in your peer group who are doing who are doing similar things and like, and that's fantastic. And don't apply all of this stuff to yourself, you know. Um, and I never, I just never claim to be like a perfect person. I think, oh, yeah. I think that's really important to, important to me. And I think, you know, I'm just, I'm just. I know we hear the phrase a lot, like you know, just living your truth. I'm just speaking my truth. But it's, but, but <laughs> surprise, it's true. Like I just, um, I can only be me. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, yeah. I mean, God God forbid, but who knows who's to say? I might be cancelled in the future. Who, like, I hope I'm not, but like, we're, we're all fallible humans. We're all just, we're all trying our best. And I think, you know, I'm not going to be the first of me. I'm not going to be, I can only be me, of course, but the space in which I hold, yeah, it's a space that I have carved out for myself, but I know that I wouldn't be able to be in the position that, I am, if it wasn't for uh, people like, I don't know, for, for example, like June Sarpong, right? You know, mm. talking about representation, you know, June's incredible. She made me think, okay, that's possible. And I'm sure for June, she probably saw Oprah on TV and was like, oh, okay, cool. I've got a shot. There's there's a lineage to everybody's story. You know, there's a lineage to 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 the success that we all have. It's not like I just turned up and was just like, yeah, hi, I'm me. Like, give me a Barbie, give me a radio show, give me a, give me that. Like, it has taken, yes, my hard work, but it has also taken the, the trails that have been blazed by other people. Do do you know what I mean?
0: Mm, 100%. And you've been doing the most in the last year. (laughs) To say the least. You've been, (laughs) say the least. You've been serving us Strictly. You've been serving us Sequins. You've been serving us Vogue. You've been serving us cover after cover, honey. Like, but in amongst all of that, mm. kind of like everyone else had to sit with themselves in a whole other way in the last year because we haven't had the trappings of everyday life where we can go out, socialise, do the most that we normally do in our rest of our lives. So what have you learned from sitting with yourself in new ways this year?
1: You know what? Twenty twenty was such a bittersweet year, but it was very it was a very restorative year at the same time because I think uh, even though I was very busy <laughs> um, and I was fortunate enough to be to be busy, um, I definitely still had time to just reflect a lot of stuff and just really mm. really think about my life and what I want from it and you know I've never felt more confident in who I am and what I want from my life especially when it comes to just friends relationships my career like I just I I, I literally I don't have the brain space and I don't have the energy for any bullshit anymore I just can't do it
0: yes bullshit free living babe
1: no honestly I just I just I I just want I just want a peaceful life honestly you know And I just want, I only want to be around people that make me feel good about myself, who I want to make feel good. I'm not about these energy zappers, whether that's romantically, in a friendship way, whatever. I don't do anything I don't want to do. Like, I believe in pushing myself, but I think that's been, um, that's definitely been my sort of takeaway from the past sort of 18 months, you know, and just really fighting to be unapologetically myself. Because I think all of us, and I say this to say that it's it's easier said than done, um, you know. And I think all of us have those little moments where it's just like I don't know, like in the before quote unquote. Do you want to come out tonight? And even if you're, not, if you're really not feeling it, oh, <laughs> like if I say no, they're gonna hate me. And then they're, oh my god, but then oh no, all like you know. And it's just like do you know what? It's okay. So like, you know what? I've just I just don't fancy it. I just feel like being by myself. It's okay to say that. Telling the truth
0: easy life oh my god it's game changing because the lies i used to weave to get out of things was insane like i was constantly doing that
1: yeah it's just like you know what just say i don't really feel like it don't fancy it right now it's okay it's really okay and if any i just and i feel like for you know whether it's applied to your close friends and family if they really know you and truly get you it really shouldn't be an issue and in a professional setting, I just think you have to just really judge, well, look, how much of yourself do you want to give away? Or how much of your time do you want to give away to something that you don't want to do? What, for the sake of other people's to-do list or checklist? Like, who wins here? Not you. Mm. Just say no, babes. <laughs>
0: just say no. No, 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 no. No, no, no.
1: Hold tight, Listen, I, I love that one. I think she's fun. I think she's fun. <laughs> one of the best vocalists this country has ever produced. Give her her roses. Give her her roses.
0: I mean, I'm all about people who are giving us and doing us the most. And I feel like every single time I put on the radio and hear your voice, you're giving me the most. You're giving me joy. The joy is radiating through those speakers. It's like sunshine in my soul. <laughs> That's oh, how it thank feels. thank
1: you very much. Thanks. But, Appreciate
0: but, it. I, I was thinking about this before I was speaking to you. And I was like, there's so many times when you are that, like, seen as that really joyful person. And you are this, like, sunshine. But there are times when you literally have to physically get up and show up, be on Radio 1, at sometimes, like, really mentally challenging times. Switch on the old Razzle Dazzle. for you?
1: It's, you know what? It's an interesting one because... Uh... You know the main rule, the way I was taught anyway, and 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 what I believe is that the main rule of broadcast is always you've got to be yourself right you've got to be yourself mm. but also you're being an almost heightened version of yourself because you want people to have a good time you know whether you're introducing their favorite song having a chat on the red carpet like whatever you are presenting a version of yourself which is absolutely true to you but it's just you know with a with a bit but then at the same time I think one of the great things that I love about doing radio is that I think when you are in a, in a shit mood, I mean, I definitely, I've definitely, definitely come to that place of, with, with my listeners, for sure. Um, and I think we all have a radar one, to be fair. Like, when your day isn't that great, you know what, I'm not really feeling that great today. So like, tell me something funny. Or the day started off a bit shit, so what's happening? Like, that's why we do Smug Life on the show. I'm just like, you know what, base You tell me your good news. Fantastic. If I've got something <laughs> to share, great. If not, talk to me. And I think, you know... When it comes to switching it on, on a on a not so great day, I just try and have some perspective because listen I, I understand the importance of radio within with within the uh, I guess in in two layers really. Within the sort of in within the sort of creative aspect of it and also the practical aspect of it, like people tune in, they want to hear some music, have a bit of chat or whatever. But I know I'm not out here, you know like finding the cure for like for for, for cancer or anything like that like I know that's not what I'm doing so I think anytime I've had days I'm just a bit like oh I don't really feel like I'm just like Clara you're just playing some music like babe like can you just (laughs) relax like like suck it up kind of thing but at the same time I do I do honour times when i don't feel bad i allow i do allow myself to feel things i'm feeling but i just i just almost try and compartmentalize them or i just cry in between songs, which (laughs) which i've done oh no listen i've been i've been you know having a bereavement i remember when my dad died um and that was like at the start of radio one like him he died in in march we didn't bury him till may so he passed away in ghana and then my first show was like may the 25th and, um, and, you know, I was still heavily grieving. And there were times where I'd be like, okay, up next, this little mix, and be like, oh, <laughs> you know, underneath the desk. You know, when I've had my time wasted by some terrible man. <laughs> and I've been like, oh, why is he being so horrible? Okay, guys, here's Stormzy, like, you know. <laughs> and it's, and it's, uh and it, and it um. happens. But the good thing is, is that the job in itself is healing. So... You might start a show being like, Oh gosh, okay, okay, let me just breathe in, suck it up, let me forget about what's going on. And then by the end you kinda of have because you've had a nice time like playing tunes and like chatting to the listeners. Mm. So it worked it quite it works quite well with When I was just listening to you say that, do you feel that
0: talking about grief has helped you deal with it? Has that been a revelatory process for you?
1: One hundred percent and You know, everybody processes their grief in completely different ways. And I think it's really important to let people know um, that, you know, it's not a race because I think often conversations that I've had with people, um, you know, whether they've lost parents, siblings, friends, like partners, whoever is, oh, gosh, I thought I'd be over it by now. Like um, or I'm still crying or, you know, it's been it's been 11 months and I still feel like this is like it's okay. Like it's, it's, it's really okay. You know, there are some days where I, I still feel the effects of like my father's passing. Like it literally happened yesterday and I'll just be floored and just be like, <gasps> and you know, won't be able to speak just for, for my tears. And, and, and most days I'm really at peace with it, but it's taken time. Like, you know, that was in 2015, six years ago. And, and the, the emotions are up and down. I remember like when my brother got married um, and you know usually at weddings there's like the top table where like the bride sits and like her parents and the groom has got his parents and I remember looking at my mum and she was like sat um, on my brother's side and like my dad wasn't there and I just and it, it just it it gutted me and I wasn't expecting mm. it to make me feel that sad but you know that that's just the nature of grief like it just it can creep up on you or either or it's very present with you it, it manifests in different ways like you know, the loss of somebody. But yeah, there's, there's no, there's no time, I think there's just, there should just be, I think for me the main rules of grief is that there's no timeline of getting over it, because these are the real tears that you never get over it, you learn how to deal with it, that's it.
0: What do you think has been something you've heard that has helped you the most deal with grief in particular?
1: Oh, that's a great question. What have I heard that's helped me deal with grief? Um a really good question it's oh it's because i've heard so many little snippets of i've heard many iterations i guess of the same thing which is what i told mm. you you know what you know ne- you never get over it you just learn how to deal with it and i guess also one of the recurring things is that sentiment of like they're always with you which i think it can sound a bit airy fairy and a bit glib especially after you've been like sobbing your heart at someone and then they say that but you know what they're always with you and you're like thinking yeah but they're not fucking physically here are they <laughs> Like, yeah. because, and, and like sometimes you do feel like that but 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 it is true because i think you know what people's energy never never dies i believe that it never it never goes away but like, you can't just unlearn somebody that you've known for this particular amount of time like it transfers onto you you know it's like when you when you say goodbye from a great night out with a friend you know, and you're still sort of smiling when you're walking home because you've, ta- you've had that energy exchange with each other, haven't you? Like you and you've, you've, mm. you've internalised that and that's what makes you feel good about being that person's friend. Like you take a bit of them with you or like, you know, like when, uh, like, I don't know, if you see a great performance like in, in a comedy film, like you take that person's talent, that person's energy through the screen with you. You think, oh yeah, that person really made me laugh and i think that's the same with 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 thinking up pe- thinking about people that you've that you've lost you know i can't unlearn my dad's laugh or stories that he told me or the times he like told me off or, or just us hanging out like you know that it, it stays with you and you feel it so you know when there's those moments you think oh what would they say you know what they'd say because that's there you know so i mm. think i think i've definitely learned that um, about grief and I think that has been the thing that stayed with me when it comes to other people's advice, is that they people never truly do leave you. Like they are there for sure.
0: One hundred percent. And also there's so much weird shame and stigma around talking about grief that I think it's very prevalent in our society, which is so strange because we all deal with it at certain times in our life and loss is unfortunately a very horrible fact of life. But then people really shy away. From the topic, and then also feel like they don't know what to say. Have you experienced that?
1: Oh, come on, man. Like, listen, look, the only thing promised in life is death, as they say. Mm. And, you know, British um, society, by by nature, you know, it's very self deprecating and very sort of like a bit awkward. Oh, sorry, can't talk about this. It, it, we're not a very direct society. And I think, yeah, there definitely is still a, a stigma attached to um how we talk about death and 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 the loss of somebody but you know i'm 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 ghanaian i I identify i identify as british and i identify as 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 ghanaian and you know in ghana when you die like they go to town like the whole the whole of your local area knows about it they put up posters like my grandma died in October right there's posters of her everywhere in the village that she grew up in right when my dad died you'd think that like a celebrity was coming to visit like when he grew up there was posters of him everywhere everybody comes like they literally dance with your coffin like I've got video on my phone of like the pool bearers these six young guys like dancing with my dad's coffin when we buried him in Ghana like they, they had a, there's a local band like they play like trumpet like drums this that whatever and you get a proper send-off and it's and it's and it's a full-on like let's talk about it like it's not yeah it's just not it's just not taboo you know like you, in in Ghanaian culture you're seen out the way that you're seen in you know mm. even though it's painful like and and it was horrendous like my funeral was lit it was fab <laughs> like, he got like you know he 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 was sent off beautifully and there's this really beautiful culture in Ghana where um he didn't have a, um, a crazy shaped coffin, but there is this amazing um, art, um, art, like this subculture with, with uh, within the kind of Ghanaian funeral like sort of art scene where you can get a coffin in the shape of like a trainer or like a battery or a fish or like a mobile phone or, like, Google it, look it up. It's so cool. Like, yeah, Ghanaian stuff it. And they're fab, like, you know. Because, like, my dad was a microbiologist. So, like, if if I had my way, I think, looking at that, maybe would have got him, like, put in a sort of, like, I don't know, like a, a lab coat, like, casket or something. <laughs> but we, we, get, we we gave him the classic design. That was my mum's decision. But, um, yeah, like, it's, it's just not taboo out. It's not taboo out there, you know? So it'd be nice if that was a, a adopted a bit more of these sides, for sure. Oh,
0: my God, I wish it was. I think it would just make everything just that little bit easier when it comes to... The grieving process and you just touched on your mum there and your relationship with her is incredible from the whatsapp commentary i've seen on social media babe she's currently oh on my hiatus God. i mean <laughs> she's currently on hiatus but she I'm, i dare say she's still blowing up your whatsapps like a tree well do you know and... what
1: yeah she, she's on hiatus at the moment because do you know what because she became like she became a, a little online celebrity and then she had a few haters in her in her church group and like and i think she got a bit like oh my god because she didn't the whole thing was that she didn't know that i would post up these uh snapshots of our conversation and that's what the, it was never her performing for social media it was all completely authentic she had no idea and I said like you know one random auntie from church but oh your daughter has uh put this tin on the uh on instagram do you know that and my mum gonna like, huh Clara, stop oh no, no. But then also be like, but mum, people love you. And I'd show her what people said about her. She'd be like, oh, that's nice. But like, like and so I retired it because so I thought, okay, let me not. Let me, let, like, you know, got respect, you know, I'm her agent, essentially. i got to respect my client's wishes. So um, she's taken hiatus. <laughs> like, she makes a little cameo appearance now and then. Like, I think the last one I posted up was when, when I was doing Strictly. She called Ali Ash Ajax, like, the bleach. And I was like, I, I can't not post this. <laughs>
0: I mean, babe, some of the comments she said to you during Strictly like slayed me. And she's like, the outfit is a bit scary. And oh, my yeah. favorite was You week. looked You looked very tired. Are you okay? Which is basically what every single mum always says to their child when they're feeling their radiant best. My mum every time is always like, Josh, you look really tired. I'm like, it's FaceTime and you're not getting me my best angle, babe.
1: And it's like, excuse me. Looking, tight, especially when I have got like a full face of makeup on, I'm, like, I'm actually like I thought I look quite good today actually. But thank you, thank you, mother. You no, no, she she's all right. She's all right. She's um she's she's in Ghana at the moment actually. So she's um she's she's soaking up the sun, and we FaceTime every day. She's been we've been checking in. But um no, yeah, she's maybe maybe she'll make a, a full on a full on return to social media in the latter part of the year. We'll see. Eyebrows. Aren't.
0: Oh, babes a comeback. We all have a comeback. But you are like literally a queen in your own right. I'm just going to say it, babes. Give the queen her crown. But who do you think has inspired you and passed the crown on to you? Is it your mum?
1: You know what? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I think, you know, I think we've all got really interesting relationships with our parents, haven't we? Because you come to a certain point in life where you realise that your parents are just people too. And I was yes. very much a daddy's girl. Me and my dad, personality-wise, are very similar. And I think growing up, um, you know, obviously I love my mum, like, infinitely, forever. She's the, she's the love of my life. But yeah, growing up, I used to be a bit like, oh, why couldn't you be like all the other mums? And like, you know, or like, this person won't let them do this and you won't let me do that, and da 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 And she's so much more stronger a more strong willed than I get that I gave her credit for growing up and obviously as, as an alleged adult I understand that now but mm. you know when you're like you know 13 40 50 you're like, uh, <laughs> like you know kind of thing because we we never had that thing of like my mum's my best friend like we we didn't have that sort <laughs> of relation and I was I always used to feel like really guilty for that like, you know, and, and, you know, and, and as we travel through life, I've just got, I just have a newfound respect. We've got a new, a new kind of closeness. And I think I do take my crown from my mum, actually. We're like chalk and cheese in so many ways, but it is, it is really all about her. She is the true big deal in the Ampho family. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm but a mere pauper in comparison and it's, and it's fine by me.
0: <laughs> I love it, babe. Well, we're going to be talking more about the queen that's Clara Ampho after this break. Make It Rain is proud to be working with Aurelia London, the experts in probiotic skincare. I don't know about you, but coming out of winter, my skin is looking super dull. So to bring back my glow, I've been using Aurelia London's Probiotic Concentrate to supercharge my everyday skin routine, using it alongside the Aurelia London Day Moisturiser. Probiotic skincare gives the ultimate glow, no matter what your skin concern is, from fine lines to rosacea and even pigmentation or acne. And because Aurelia London and Make It Rain are all about empowering people to glow inside and out, I have a special code for you. Get 20% off the entire range by heading to London.com and using the code JOSH20 at the checkout. Hi again, Clara Babes.
1: Hello, Babes.
0: <laughs> Welcome back, Babes. Now, like we've been saying the whole way through this, you've had a very insane year, a game-changing year. And the speech you made back in June on Radio 1 was so powerful and so needed. And I just want you to know, do you feel like that was a turning point in you realizing the power of your voice?
1: it's an interesting one because i think you know oh gosh i mean where to begin i just i just had to say what i needed to say it wasn't even like i want to say it's like i need to say this because Mm. i just remember that morning i was just like i just i can't i can't face going to work today i just i don't i don't have the energy because i had literally spent all weekend just news 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 scrolling everything reading everything and i was just i was just tired like emotionally like just done with it all but the thing is it's like i've been there before like black people have been there before i continue we are in this space you know and it's and i just i don't know what it was it was just that but that particular weekend i was just like oh because again George Floyd's name, obviously, is is, is incredibly sig- significant, but it wasn't just about him. it's the people that, before him, Sandra Bland, Philander Castile, mm. and the people that are going to come after him because the sad truth is, this will happen again. Like, it will. And I hate that, but it will happen again. And, you know, when it comes to, I guess, knowing the power in my voice, I just spoke the truth. My personal truth. My personal experience was, you know... I am sick of seeing black people being, you know, brutalized by law enforcement disproportionately. But it's it's not a good thing to see, you know. It take it it takes a toll on you, um, and it's and it's not just law enforcement. It's the microaggressions. It's it's the it's the every day the alleged casual racism, which can we just say, is not a thing. It's never casual, hum. You know, um. and. And I think that weekend and just the summation of those feelings, I just thought, yeah, I just, I can't, I just can't deal with being like, hi guys. You know, obviously earlier on in the conversation, we speak about, we spoke about, you know, sucking up and putting on your happy face. I couldn't do that in that instance. Mm. So that's why I said what I said, you know. Mm.
0: Is there a time you wish that you used your voice more? And do you feel like you have a better relationship with your voice sitting here today than you have done before because I think finding your voice comes with age doesn't it and like do you feel like you've come at one with your voice in a way that you didn't when you were younger for instance
1: I think what's really interesting is that I think in society and looking through the prism of of my experience in society and in my profession you almost have to fight for a right to say what you want (laughs) because <laughs> uh, i even i i remember listening to this interview that madonna did she i think she she says something along the lines of you know i fought to be able to say what i want now i've been in this industry for 20 years so she says something in within that sort of within that range like, use words like that were used so i don't, don't want to like you know quote her like word for word because literally can't remember exactly what she said but the gist of it was <laughs> it was just like yeah i fought to say what i want i remember at the time hearing that or reading and thinking but why should you have to fight to say what you want? Like, you know, mm. you're Madonna. You should be able to say what you want, you know. But then obviously, as again, as an alleged adult, like you know, being in this industry, I understand what she means because it's that thing of like, you've got to choose your battles wisely. And it's about energy and it's about where you want to put stuff. Like, like for example, I don't get into arguments with ignorant people on the internet anymore. Before I get into back and forth people, like, mm. online. I just I can't do it anymore because what's the point? You know, I'd rather I save that energy and have a conversation with somebody really, really senior um, to be like, OK, so how are you going to change this, that, that and that, you know, in the building or in this production or whatever? Because... Arguing with like willfully ignorant at ignorant username whatever nine one one on Twitter isn't helping me. So I think I'm I've just become a bit more smarter about where to put my energy into using my voice and the thing and the and the irony is is that most of what I do people don't see, you know. And so when you are saying about like pressure to speak up about certain things, like it's a lot of it is done not on the gram and. And, and that's the thing mm. it shouldn't have to be and that's and that's not me disregarding people using social media for their to, to advocate their causes I'm i I'm a I'm very much into that because I think it's a it's a great tool for 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 conversation and 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 for you know helping to push change but I have found power in using my voice behind the scenes probably more so than publicly
0: which is the most important thing that is so important, though, because we've got to realise that everyone who's listening to this has the power to use their voice no matter what. Their platform is a commu- is any communication that they have with any person.
1: And that's the thing. I talk about, you know, I'm talking about using my voice with my experience, but... You know, but it- you don't have to have a radio show to use your voice you know yeah it's whether it's talking to you know that relative in your family that's got some wild thoughts and being like actually uncle so and so (laughs) mm, no what we're not going to do is is make fun out of somebody because of the pronouns that that, that they want to use we're not going to do that and i'll explain Mm. to you why let's have a conversation actually cousin so-and-so no we are going to talk about like privilege because x y is it like do you know what i mean you don't have to have a mic in your hand to be able to use your voice
0: and that is the tea honey that is the piping hot tea but with that comes you almost have to in those discussions i think what you said is so amazing about you have to look after yourself in those discussions too and then pick your battles in some ways so that you're protecting yourself because that is ultimately the most important thing is you work on and look after the relationship you have with yourself. Do you feel like, especially like I'm in my thirties, you're in your thirties. I feel like I've come to this epiphany of myself now and I'm like listening to myself more and I'm valuing the relationship I have with myself more than say like the relationship I have with my job or like my friendship circle. Like that's super important, but you've got to make sure that your relationship with yourself is, kind of like the truest and most powerful one how's your relationship with yourself changed would you say
1: oh it's definitely gotten better over the years because i definitely had some i definitely had moments of just like absolute utter like just sort of disdain and like hate for myself especially Mm. in my sort of like late teens early 20s i just felt so sort of like kind of thing and i used to say like really mean things to myself and now I look back I'm like I'm horrified but it's really it's really scary actually like how much shit you can chat to yourself and just accept it and be like oh yeah I guess I'm not that great or I guess I guess I am I guess I'm yeah I'm, I'm a bit unlovable I know like I'm not that intelligent or whatever and now oh my god like I, I I feel I feel for I feel for for me particularly between the ages of sort of like I'd say like 19 to like 23 I'm like oh god kind of thing and now i'm just like no clara like look you're all right you're a good friend you know you're a kind person you're an honest person you're not perfect i think nothing but i give myself space to know that look you're gonna you're gonna fuck it up babes, and it's it, it's okay <laughs> you're acknowledging it but what we're not going to do is feign ignorance of ourselves that's what we're not going to do i think that, that i think that's the space i'm in now it's like don't lie to yourself because because yes. you know you're lying to yourself <laughs> and it's only gonna be awkward for you later on because you've got to deal with you so i think that's that's the space i'm in at the moment it's re- and it's really liberating it's really liberating
0: it's almost like catching yourself out being like sorry yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like don't say like, that you don't,
1: you don't think that you don't mean that so like don't say it like take it back like you know i've had a couple of moments recently where um someone's like oh Clara, will you do this to me or will you post this and i've been and i've been like yeah and then I've gone back and be like, you know what? I shouldn't have said yes. I said and I and I've been very direct. I said, look, that was my people pleasing gene being really active because I didn't want to disappoint you I, and I don't want to do this because because of X, Y, and Z and I should have just said that to you in the first place. And I'm really proud of myself that I can do that now. So I wouldn't have done that like five years ago. And it's quite nice to be like, you know what? I'm actively trying not to do this and I'm gonna explain to you why and people have accepted it it's been it's been really lovely actually. Mm. <laughs> Awkward,
0: oh my God, but, it's... But, but lovely. Yeah, it's awkward at first and you're like, oh my God, this is actually a stunning feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm really right. into it. Yeah. And I think being, being in your 30s is such like a unique experience. And I think being a woman in your 30s comes with a whole other ton of co- charged questions as well. And I've seen this and observed this in my friendship group and the things that people were saying. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe people are still asking people these questions. What kind of questions frustrate you? that you get asked, as a woman in your 30s now, would you say?
1: What are you, what are you going to do with uh, the inside of your womb? You expecting any visit <laughs> I mean, look, do you know, like, luckily, no one's really been on me about, like, having kids. And I'm not trying to be anyone's mum anytime soon. Like, that's just, the, that's just the truth. Like, I would have a family with the right person. But I'm honestly not, I can honestly say I'm not desperate to have children. And, like, my therapist said, like, like literally, my therapist said to me the other day, yeah, she was like, I think you're in denial about wanting to have kids. I was like, I don't think I am, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, obviously, I really don't think I am. Again, I would have children with the right person, but I'm not desperate to have a kid. Like, real talk, like, you know, I live a delightfully selfish life. I do what I want i mean again i say in a covid world but like you know <laughs> generally speaking yeah i do what i want at a distance but like you know in, in in a let's just say in a covid free world which you will hopefully be in at some point i do what i want i've got nobody depending on me i, I work on my schedule and i don't have to run around after little people and that's a life i've chosen for myself and that's okay and, and that might be different in a year or two. Who's to bloody say? Do you know what I mean? But I'm not, I'm not particularly offended when people ask me if I, if I want to have kids because I, under, I understand the curiosity because that is how we've been conditioned to, to see mm. women essentially as like you know, nurturers and baby making machines despite what they've achieved. Like I get the curiosity. Is it the most appropriate question to ask? Of course not. But I understand why it's asked. But like, yeah, yeah. But that's it's usually about. I think yeah, babies and babies and love life. I think the people that know me, whether that's personally or whether they like quote unquote follow me, listen to radio, whatever. I think I think they know what I'm about. Like I'm out here, I'm single, I'm mingling. Yes, (laughs) I'm. I've. I've made. I've made. I've made mistakes. I. I am. I'm open. Like. I'm honestly, I had a really long chat with a good friend of mine, Elle, yesterday, and like we were just talking about our last sort of like three to four years and the shit that we've like been through, like, you know, in career and with men and just family and all this, whatever, and I'm in such, I can honestly say I'm in such a great place, like, yeah, it would be lovely to be in love and to have a partner and whatever, but then at the same time, when I think about some of the guys that I used to entertain. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Honestly, if they had gone the way that I'd wanted it to go, I'd be absolutely, I would be fucking miserable. I would be miserable and I would have been like reducing myself to appease mm. like some dude's ego. And I'm just, I just, I can't, I can't do that. I refuse to do it. Like, you know, and it's just, again, retrospect is 2020 and like being in this space now, like, it's so funny how I didn't realise and I wasn't aware of my sort of power and my magic. A lot of people go through this, not just women, but I know obviously this mm. this podcast is, is all about the quains. Um, but um, so, you know, speaking of speaking, speaking from, from my perspective, I think, and especially in, in my friendship group, when you don't know your magic, you don't know your power and you're not aware of, the good things about you which is again what we're all working on we're all, we're all working on loving ourselves and really seeing ourselves and valuing ourselves when you're not aware of that you will attract people who will absolutely take the piss out of your life whether that's dating friendship wise professionally but the liberation from and being like oh my god like like i was great all along you were just like trying to sap my energy because i think that's what happens a lot you know and you i've seen it with friends like and a woman doesn't realize what she's got in within herself and she gets with somebody who who sees it but knows that she doesn't see it and then they'll just like take and take and sap and sap and then be like all "Right, peace out see ya and then she's left like this shell and you're like no yeah man it's been really interesting to just sort of truly learn the gist of all of that but you get what i'm saying
0: babe i've literally gone through that revelatory process where i was like you, I used to sacrifice so much of myself to make myself like I'm gonna be likable to this person, like, like do anything to do it. And then ultimately, I took a step back, like in the last year, and i sat in my home on my own, literally, be like, oh god. And I thought, do you know what? Actually, you've got so much power in yourself, and you are not gonna sacrifice that from someone else. And then actually, when I got to that point, then the boyfriend came along, who was the right one for me all along. And that is the tea. And that's what we got to, like, almost, like, not teach people, but you have to kind of go through no, the No, you you really, like, really you, do. Seeing is believing. You
1: really do. And that's why I'm just sort of, like... You have to go through I'm not, process. like, stressing about, like, oh, my God, I need to get married, or i am going to meet, like, the one, because I'm just, like, you know what? Like, where I'm at, like, I'm genuinely... Don't get, again, it would be lovely, but I'm so happy within my own source and delighted being like delighted being by myself cuz i think i would rather be on my own than feel lonely or taken the piss out of or mistreated yes just so i can say that i'm part of a two cuz or or just to facilitate somebody's like oh just no 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 it just it just i just i don't know i'm very animated when talking about this kind of stuff because it is just like you know that 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 gif of that guy just going wow like, when the penny drops you're like <laughs> fuck it's, it's, it's truly a revelation Like you know So yeah that, 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 that's where I'm at So I'm sure whoever I'm, I'm going to end up with We're going to have a lovely time But in the meantime I'm just going to enjoy me and My mates and just <laughs> I'm working on things I really like
0: Yes babes And we are all about basking your sauce I want to put your sauce on everything <laughs>
1: Spread it all over <laughs>
0: well at the end of every episode we ask our saucy queens shall we say this week one last question and that's always in the reign of your life what is the one rule you will always live by
1: stand in your truth so that nobody can use it against you which i'm pretty sure i stole from. yes brother, but i really like that <laughs> it's true though standing your truth and then no one can use it against you what are you going to say if i'm if i'm like you know this is me, problem, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that's not to say that, that's not to say that we're all perfect human beings. Again, we're all fallible, where we can all we can all be challenged by our friends and family, but ultimately you've got to challenge yourself. Like, you know, when you're chatting shit to yourself. So when I say, stand in your truth so that nobody can use it against you, I'm talking about you as well. Tell truth to yourself as well.
0: I love it. Well, thank you for spreading that sauce, babe. I literally think you're incredible. Thanks for spreading that joy. It's been stunning to see your face.
1: Stunning to I'm see so yours, Josh. Josh.
0: Oh, big love, babe. And just keep making it rain.
1: She's going to try. Get your umbrellas out, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, Queens. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and take just as so much away from it as I have. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast from so you'll know which amazing queen is joining me next time. And make sure you share this around your friends and get those conversations going because we need each other now more than ever before. Hi, babes. Me again. Just wanted to tell you about something very exciting. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, but I've written a book and it's called Great Chat. As you know, I love to chat, plot spoiler, and I love talking to people about their lives because, as I always say, talking and listening is so powerful. The book is all about how you can master conversation and transform your life, just like it has for me. I've used my experience from all the amazing interviews I've been lucky enough to do, as well as a load of research to help you deal with everything from making new friends to embracing difficult discussions. Great chat should never be underestimated. It can truly improve your well-being, allow you to create the life you want and bring the connections you are so deserving of, babes. You can pre-order Great Chat today in hardback, ebook, and audiobook, read by me, no less, and it's out on the 20th of June.